In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis. And despite the 11% decline in quarter three, Bitcoin is still a top performing asset of the year with a 63.3% year-to-date gain. Let's go. And also, pro-Bitcoin presidential candidate Robert Kennedy Jr. has officially declared himself an independent candidate for the presidential race in 2024. He dropped out as a Democrat. We'll also be discussing a fun fact 13 years ago today, did you know you can become a whole coiner and purchase a whole Bitcoin for one U.S. shiny penny? That's right. We've come a long way. And quoting the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser, let's not forget who finances the primary cause of all the misery, the central banks, including the IMF. Bitcoin fixes this. Preach. Also in today's show, Bitcoin dominance reaches a four-month peak, surpassing 50% as the altcoins continue to lose momentum, including Ethereum. Also in today's show, a damning revelation. Gary Wang testifies that FTX faked their own insurance fund data. I'd be breaking down these latest details. Also surrounding Bankman Freed and the ongoing court trial. We'll also be discussing Bitcoin, obviously, better than digital gold. According to this Matrix Port report, we're also going to be discussing Sam Altman and Joe Rogan warning of the U.S. government waging war on Bitcoin and crypto, but says there is a clear role for regulation. I'm also going to be sharing with you a brand new prediction from the Binance CEO, CZ. He says multiple all-time highs are likely after the 2024 Bitcoin halving, which we all know is less than six months away. I'm also going to be sharing with you a prediction where he shared the Bitcoin price will likely 1,000x. And at the time he made that prediction, he's virtually saying he expects Bitcoin to hit $60 million per coin. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this, plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Now, welcome everyone just joining us. This is podcast episode number 1426. Can you believe it? I'm your host, JV, and today is October 9th, 2023. Let's kick off today's show with our market watch. Unfortunately, the entire crypto market is bleeding, probably because we're at war. Uh, There's a world war going on over in Israel and Palestine, and there's a lot of uncertainty. And uh, obviously, people are in fear, so the markets are reacting accordingly. We got all the major cryptos bleeding. Uh, Bitcoin down 1%, Ether down 3%, and the alts taken the biggest beating as it always does and checking out coinmarketcap.com we're sitting at 1.07 trillion as far as the market cap with 28 billion in volume in the past 24 hours and as you can see this is the highest the bitcoin dominance has been in like the past four plus months. You can see it's at 50.3% according to CoinMarketCap. And the Ether dominance is on the decline at 17.8%. So Bitcoin's about to stage a 51% attack on the altcoin market. How high do you feel the Bitcoin dom is likely to climb this cycle? Let me know. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past 24 hours, we got DYDX with a modest 2% gain, trading just above two bucks, followed by Tether Gold up 1.5%, trading at 1800 
$167, followed by a stable coin, Pax Dollar, <laughs> trading just under a dollar. So there's not much action going on in the altcoin market as they all continue to bleed out. As we can see here, this shows you the top 100 losers for the past week, and you literally only have two of the top 100 cryptocurrencies actually in the green and very modestly. Some of the biggest losers include Satoshi Vision down 6%. We have GMX down 5%. Flow down 5.6%. Ocean down 6%. Gala down 6%. Just massive losses. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're still neutral, which is in the middle, which is a 50. Yesterday was a 50. Last week was a 50. We've been stuck in the middle for the past week. And last month was a 41 in fear. So there you have it, fam. How many of you are taking advantage of this crypto dip? Let me know in the comments below. And where my long-term hodlers at, make some noise in that live chat. And as you know, at the end of the show, I'll be reading everyone's comments out loud. Now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts where the Bitcoin price action is likely to go next on this roller coaster ride. The bullish momentum that propelled Bitcoin to a 66% year-to-date gain has all but vanished as Bitcoin lost 9.4 percent in the past six months. Bitcoin's price seemingly has sustained the bullish momentum after the grayscale court victory against the SEC, but these gains have fully evaporated as the losing streak from September continues into October. Dang it. The contraction in the Bitcoin price has some analysts comparing the current price action to the pre-bull market cycle of 2015 to 2017 as 28,000 becomes a major resistance. And now let's discuss the liquidity disappearing as the Bitcoin longs get liquidated. The start of 2023 saw traders with short positions continually dominating liquidations in the futures markets. The bulls were caught off guard October 17th when a flash crash caused over $200 million of longs to be be liquidated just like that. This market, the largest single day of Bitcoin long liquidation since the Terra Luna collapse in May of 2022. And since the flash crash, the market has been in a perpetual state of capital outflows from risk assets, including Bitcoin. Options volumes are down 40% as of October 9th today. Now, Bitcoin long liquidations continued into October with 12.6 million liquidated in a 24 hours proceeding October 9th. And when the Bitcoin longs get liquidated without buying pressure from traders, the Bitcoin price is usually negatively affected. Bitcoin trading volumes have also continued to drop as Binance bleeds the market share for seven straight months after halting their zero fee trading. What's up, CZ? We used to have free trading for the top related Bitcoin pairs, and that has been gone. And since then, the market hasn't been so bullish. The absence of consistent liquidity and trading volume has led some analysts to describe the Bitcoin price behavior as illiquid and choppy. Yeah, you could say that again. So all eyes are on the spot Bitcoin ETFs, as they should. The short-term uncertainty in the crypto market does not appear to have changed the institutional investors' long-term outlook, so keep that in mind. Despite a hostile U.S. regulatory environment, large institutions continue to push for their Bitcoin financial instruments, which may spark a bull run. I'd say that also alongside Bitcoin having, because again, uh, the institutions need Bitcoin. Bitcoin don't need the institutions, just saying. Currently, nine top investment firms have ETF apps pending with the SEC, the Security and Exchange Commission. Despite the urgency of financial firms, the SEC seems poised to continue to delay its decisions on approving Bitcoin ETFs, including the BlackRock application until 2024. And the uh, top 
Bloomberg senior ETF analysts are predicting a 75 to 95% chance that the ETF get approved next year in 2024, which could continually negatively impact investor sentiment as the price action across the market. While some investors have speculated BlackRock may be suppressing the price action for Bitcoin ahead of their eventual ETF launch, the argument seems to be a conspiracy as they have more to lose from a Bitcoin price crash. But even with the current Bitcoin price downturn, Real Vision's Raul Pao believes that macro factors like interest rate cuts and ETFs will spark the next Bitcoin bull run as Bitcoin price continues to be directly impacted by macroeconomic events. It is also likely that further escalation, uh, escalation of the conflict between Israel and Hamas, regulatory actions and interest rate hikes will continue having some effect on the price action. Now, directly after the conflict between Russia and Ukraine began, uh, the Bitcoin price dropped by 8%. And while the drawdown was quickly erased, it's likely investors will expect a conflict-driven volatility like to continue. And in the long run, market participants still expect the price of Bitcoin to recover, especially as more financial institutions are seemingly embracing BTC. So there you have it, fam. And as pointed out here, the numbers don't lie. Despite the 11% decline in the third quarter, Bitcoin is still the top performing asset of the year with a 63.3% appreciation year to date. As you can see here, next up below that, we have the U.S. large cap growth at 28%. And then we got one at 13%. U.S. stock market is 12%. So overall, Bitcoin's still having a hell of a year. And as shared here, breaking news right before I went live, this just in, pro-Bitcoin presidential candidate, Robert Kennedy Jr. has officially declared himself an independent candidate for the presidential race next year in 2024. That's what's up. He removed himself as running as a Democrat, and he is now independent, which I even give him that much more respect for making that move. Who do you think is likely to win the 2024 U.S. presidency? Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And now for a fun fact, exactly 13 years ago today, fam, you can buy an entire Bitcoin and become a whole coiner for one U.S. penny. If only we can go back in time, you already know, but isn't it crazy to see how far Bitcoin has come since then? And as the high priest shares here, let's not forget who finances the primary cause of all this misery, the central banks, including the IMF. Bitcoin fixes this. Preach. Massive shout out to Max Kaiser and all the people around the world. Hope everyone is safe, regardless of your location, race or creed, religion, etc. A lot of nonsense going on. And I can't believe what I'm seeing with my own eyes. But maybe it's a sign of the time, fam. What are your thoughts? Do let me know. And how do you feel that this ongoing escalation of wars is likely to impact the crypto price? Let me know, fam. Now let's break down our next story of the day. And as we touched upon a little earlier, the Bitcoin dominance surpassed 50% for the first time in over four months. This could mean a 51% staged attack on the altcoin market as the Bitcoin dominance continues to climb. We've seen Bitcoin dominance climb substantially going into these halvings. So let's break this one down, shall we? The beginning of last week was a lot more exciting for the King Crypto, which pumped by over a grand and a half on Monday alone to tap the six-week peak at just above $28,600. However, it quickly lost its momentum and retraced back down to $27,000. The following few days were less volatile before the crypto started pumping once again on Thursday. However, 
Denver. The bears intercepted the move and pushed the asset south hard. And by Friday, Bitcoin had declined to 27,200 after failing to conquer that 28,000 resistance level. And another leg came up on Saturday morning when the Bitcoin price action jumped to 28,300. But nevertheless, it failed to keep going upwards and retrace back down to 28,000 where it spent the rest of the weekend. And in the past 24 hours, it didn't bring a lot of volatility either as Bitcoin now stands just inches below 28,000. In fact, again, everything has been correcting since the, uh, you know, the war has been uh, breaking out. And uh, the market cap remains just shy of 545 billion. So we're just north of a half a trillion market cap for the king crypto. But its dominance over the alts has risen to 50% for the first time since the early days of summer. So let's discuss this. The growing Bitcoin dominance means that most of the altcoins have not performed well lately. And although there are no massive losers, the sentiment overall for crypto is bearish with the red dominating almost all of the charts. This includes minor price drops from the likes of Ethereum, Binance Coin, Polkadot, and the slightly bigger declines charted by XRP, Solana, Doge, Matic, Litecoin, and Bitcoin Cash. I also like to point out uh, something quite interesting as well is why are the Ethereum co-founders like Vitalik and the Ethereum Foundation massively dumping their Ethereum? In fact, I just saw a big trade in the millions of dollars for USDC, uh, Circle Stablecoin. So do they know something we don't know? I think personally it's very alarming when you have co-founders and the foundations of the coin, we're talking about of Ethereum, literally dumping millions and millions of dollars worth of their token. Hmm. Makes you really wonder, what's your thoughts? What do you feel is going on? And do you trust Ethereum? How do you feel it's likely to perform versus Bitcoin for this bull season, which we're slowly approaching as we head into 2024? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. Massive shout out to everyone in that live chat. Be sure to say hello. Let me know where you're tuning in from and smash that like button. I greatly appreciate it, fam. Now let's discuss a revelation being shared, a truth bomb that FTX faked their own insurance policy, according to Gary Wang, testifying in court against SBF. So let's break this drama down. That's right. Gary Wang, the enigmatic co-founder and CTO of the defunct crypto exchange FTX, provided an incriminating testimony during the ongoing trial of Sam Bankman-Fried, marking the trial's third day. So this was last week. Wang revealed in a shocking new statement that FTX purported a $100 million insurance fund for 2021, but it was a fabrication and never held any of the exchanges FTX tokens, which we know is their scam coin, FTT. Now, Wang's testimony is consistent with the views held by the crypto community, which has discovered proof of software code allegedly used by FTX to manipulate its insurance fund and deceive the public about its true values. Now, BitMEX Research recently tweeted a screenshot purporting to show the FTX database code in dispute. And according to a BitMEX Research, FTX used a random number function to generate the insurance fund it published to the public as BitMEX Research uh, ousted them here. Here we go. SBF trial day four, Gary Wang testimony, FTX published insurance fund number was fake and FTX's published insurance fund balance was produced by a random number generated 
Way to go, Bankman Freed. Now, uh, yeah, this is very interesting. FTX's insurance fund intended to safeguard the users against substantial market losses was frequently promoted on its platforms. Yet Gary Wang's testimony reveals that FTX employee concealed the Python code to misrepresent the value of its insurance fund. Now, he added that the fund often fell short of covering such losses. And in a notable instance in 2021, a trader managed to exploit a margin system bug on FTX, leading to a massive loss of hundreds of millions of dollars for the exchange. And under intense questioning, Wang admitted that the insurance fund figure presented on FTX's platform was not only inaccurate, but completely fabricated, made it up out of thin air, kind of like making the value of the FTT coins up out of thin air. Notably, he revealed that uh, there was no FTT token in the insurance fund. Hmm. Instead, it was represented solely by a U.S. dollar figure, which did not align with the actual data stored in the database. Now, upon Bankman Freed's realization that the insurance fund had nearly depleted, Wang disclosed being instructed to assign the loss to Alameda, which we know is Alameda Research, right? The alleged intention behind this action was to conceal the loss, as Alameda's financial statements were comparatively more confidential than those of FTX. I wonder why. Can you say? Fraud. Now, Gary Wang worked behind the scenes at the exchange until it collapsed while Bankman Freed kept the prominent public persona for it. And while Bankman Freed dealt with the media, campaigned, and met with investors, Wang stated that his work was mainly focusing upon the code. So he would know, obviously. Wang and Bankman Freed were both involved in the formation of the crypto hedge fund, Alameda Research, and a attended the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. And according to Inner City Press, Wang revealed in his court testimony he owned 10% of Alameda Research and that Bankman Freed owned the remaining 90% of the company. Not only did Gary Wang disclose the purportedly fraudulent nature of the FTX insurance fund, he also stated that Bankman Freed encouraged him and Nishad Singh, FTX's director of engineering, who had a 7.8% stake in the company, to add an allow negative balance feature into the FTX code, more fraud. This feature allowed Alameda Research to trade on the crypto exchange with almost infinite liquidity. Hmm. Wang entered a guilty plea to wire fraud and other criminal offenses alongside Singh and Caroline Ellison, who is going to be testifying this week against Bankman Freed. Now, the former uh, co-CEO of Alameda Research, she is. Seven counts against Bankman Freed include conspiracy to commit money laundering, wire fraud, and pertaining to the FTX operation. So this thing just continues to get worse and worse. Now, here's Bankman Freed right now. The trial continues and commences actually today. They say this trial can go on for two to three weeks. And it's very interesting. Uh, thus far, I mean, according to the testimony, Bankman Freed has been on trial since October 3rd, but his legal counsel has yet to present a compelling narrative to support his defense. Here's some of his legal counsel right here in some of these photos. So they're apparently not doing such a great job and things aren't looking bright for Bankman Freed, especially when you got Gary Wang and Caroline Ellison all throwing Bankman Freed under the bus, which serves him right as he first threw them under the bus, right? Now, let me know how you feel this is all likely to play out. I'll be keeping you posted with the latest updates here on Crypto News Alerts, the number one daily Bitcoin pod. Now let's break down our next story of the day, comparing Bitcoin with gold. According to this Matrix Port report, which was just published, the connection between gold and Bitcoin as a store of value is obvious. The demand for Bitcoin as a digital store of value was a big reason why the crypto grew in popularity. Crypto service provider Matrix Port said in a recent report on Monday, Bitcoin's market cap just 
inches north of 540 billion is equivalent to just 10.8% of the market cap of the physical financial gold, according to Matrixport, adding that the gold exchange traded funds, better known as ETFs, are valued at roughly $200 billion. Now, this is why potential approval of the SEC of a US listed spot Bitcoin ETF can result in inflows of 20 to $30 billion pretty effortlessly, potentially triggering a large rally into Bitcoin, according to this report. The SEC has dragged its heels on approving a spot Bitcoin ETF, and in August said it was delaying its decision on all new applications all the way until October. But guess what? We're in October. The crypto market is hopeful that such an approval will trigger a flood of mainstream money into the sector. If I was a betting man, I'd say it's going to get delayed once again until probably March or first quarter of 2024, right before the halving. But what's your thoughts, chat? Let me know. Still, Bitcoin has an edge over gold as the private keys can be memorized, which eliminates the risk of confiscation. Facts. Quoting the report here, even today, storing assets in the form of gold has not only become unfashionable in the digital age, but comes with significant restrictions when crossing borders, wrote Marcus Delenn, head of research of Matrix Port, adding the Bitcoin offers a solution to this dilemma, enabling the swift and relatively inconspicuous movement of value across the borders. Therefore, considering the current state of technological developments, Bitcoin's primary roles are likely as a store of value akin to gold and a spectrum financial asset, according to the report. I mean, that's common sense. Obviously, you can remember your private key in your brain. You can literally have a trillion dollars worth of Bitcoin if there was that much Bitcoin in the market. Obviously, not at this time. But let's just say you had a billion dollars. Remember your private key, whether it's 12 words or 24 words, travel all around the world. It's unconfiscatable. It's virtually impossible for anyone, including the government, to take it from you. That's what makes Bitcoin so valuable. It's also obviously a hedge against inflation, just like the precious metal. But the big difference is Bitcoin is incorruptible, whereas the gold market is heavily uh, manipulated by you know banks and Wall Street. They've been caught in the, uh, putting their hand in the cookie jar many times spoofing the precious metal markets. JP Morgan Chase gets fined over and over again. They recently were just fined a lot of money for doing some other shady business practices. They got fined for over 900 million for manipulating uh, the precious metal market in the past. And this is obviously common sense. Now, the people People who print the money, they don't want to undermine the value of the U.S. dollar. So if the gold price just continues to rise against the dollar, everyone's going to take their dollars out of the bank and put it into gold. So to prevent that, they manipulate the market, and they've been doing this for quite some time, which just makes Bitcoin so much more superior than the precious metal. That's why we say Bitcoin is gold 2.0 or gold with wings. I believe it's superior to the precious metal in every aspect of comparison. But what's your personal thoughts, fam? Let me know in the comments right down below. Now let's break down our next story of the day, discuss the ongoing war on Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Then we'll dive into CZ's latest price predictions after the Bitcoin halving. And then we'll jump into our live Q&A. So yeah, how many of you watched the Joe Rogan Experience recent episode with uh What's his name? OpenAI CEO Sam Altman. Let me know in the comments. Now, the chief executive of artificial intelligence firm OpenAI, and how many of you are familiar with OpenAI and have been using it? Let me know. Says that the U.S. government is waging war on crypto assets. That couldn't be any more apparent with Operation Chokepoint 2.0, right? In the new interview on Joe Rogan's uh, pod, OpenAI CEO 
Altman says, and ain't that a funny last name? Altman, we got Sam Bankman freed, and we got Sam Altman. Hmm, makes you wonder, doesn't it? Says the government's actions against digital assets are upsetting, but as there's a clear role for regulations within the industry, quoting him here, I am very worried about how far the surveillance state can go here, but in a world where payments, for example, are no longer bags of cash, but done somehow digitally, somebody, even if you're using Bitcoin, can watch those flows. I think that's a corruption-reducing thing. There are many things that I am disappointed that the U.S. government has done recently, but the war on crypto, which is a think is which is a think is like we can't give this up. So let's control it. That's the thing that makes me quite sad about the country. However, Altman goes on to say that he is not anti-regulations, citing the multi-billion dollar collapse of FTX as an example of why they are needed. Well, the regulators were in cahoots with Bankman Freed, guy. Just saying. Quoting him here, I am not anti-regulation. I think there's clearly a role for it. And I also think that FTX was sort of a comically bad situation. What does Gary Gensler have to say about the collapse of FTX? I'd love to hear his thoughts on it, wouldn't you? Altman, who started the identity-based crypto project WorldCoin, which FYI, I do not trust as far as I can throw, just pointing that out there, also says the existence of currencies not controlled by governments like Bitcoin is a huge technological step for mankind. Quoting him again, I helped start a project called WorldCoin a few years ago, and so I've gotten to learn more about the space. I am excited about it for the same reason I'm excited about Bitcoin too. I think this idea, what we have, a global currency that is outside the control of the government, is a super logical and important step on the tech tree. So there you have it. But like I said, I don't trust this dude because his world coin, people were lining up. Uh, you know, they were doing advertisements in the mainstream media for this, and they were scanning their retinas. Any cryptocurrency requiring you to scan your retina for identification is a little shady, to say the least. In my humble opinion, world coin sounds too familiar with new world order coin. It just sounds like the opposite of what Bitcoin represents. So look no further than the King Crypto fam, because Bitcoin is the only antidote to the CBDCs, which are the central bank digital currencies. It is the only truly decentralized crypto and nothing else can compare to it whatsoever. So don't get confused and don't get twisted when you see these creators of altcoins, especially with the last name Altman pitching you their you know favorite cryptocurrency of the day. So you have been warned. And with that being shared, fam, now let's break into our breaking story of the day and the Binance CEO, CZ, predicting a $60 million dollar Bitcoin price, as well as his latest predictions revolving around the price action post having 2024. As we all know, there's a Bitcoin halving scheduled to take place in April, which is roughly six months out. So let's break this one down. Shout out to CZ, the fearless leader of the top crypto exchange in the world, Binance. Here we go. Xiangping Zhao, CEO of Binance, one of the world's largest, no, the world's largest Bitcoin and crypto exchange, expressed his belief that the next Bitcoin halving scheduled for April 2024 could usher in a period of renewed price growth. Send it. Let's go. Bitcoin halvings, which we are all familiar with. I would like to believe how many of you have been around for the previous halving. How many halvings have you experienced? Let me know in the chat. Now, which occur approximately every four years, right around election time, interesting enough are pivotal events of the crypto history, as during these events, the rate at which the new Bitcoin is created through mining is reduced, resulting in a reduction of the asset's issuance. 
As alluded by CZ, this supply shock has historically had a significant impact on the price of Bitcoin, preach, resulting in all-time highs in 2013, 2017, and 2021. What does that ultimately look like? It means the year preceding the halving history shows us we hit a new all-time high, surpassing the previous all-time high, just like we did in the previous market cycles, which I just outline. Now, CZ's remarks of the potential for new all-time highs following the 2024 Bitcoin halving are grounded in these historical trends. Over the past three halvings, Bitcoin has experienced remarkable price surges in the year that followed. Now, CZ offers the following explanation for the data. Again, this is brand new, never shared before, just published, and I'm bringing it to you here first on Crypto News Alerts. Number one, pre-halving excitement. Are you feeling the pre-halving excitement? Let me know, fam. In the lead-up to a Bitcoin halving, Having the crypto community typically witnesses a surge in excitement, discussions, and media coverage. This phenomenon reflects the anticipation and high expectations surrounding the Bitcoin having event. Let's freaking go. I'm sure you can feel my excitement each and every day on crypto news alerts, right? Number two, post-having reality. Contrary to some expectations, the price of Bitcoin does not immediately double overnight following the halving. Instead, the immediate aftermath is often characterized by a period of consolidation and adjustments. That's right. So how will be that name? And number three, subsequent price surges. It is the year or years following a Bitcoin halving. The Bitcoin's price has historically surged to new all-time highs, entering price discovery mode. This phenomenon is driven by a combination of factors, including increased awareness, growing adoption, and the reduced rate of Bitcoin production. And as such, the remarks find CZ echoing the belief of many Bitcoiners that the asset is becoming predictable and cyclical with its price movements. And as a result from the fact it is sound money whose monetary policy isn't controlled by the government's Thank God for that. These events serve as a reminder of the digital currency's deflationary characteristics, setting it apart from traditional fiat currencies. Preach. Now for the $60 million price prediction he initially shared back in 2021, quoting myself in the third party as this article was published on the Binance feed about me presenting the story. JV, a crypto YouTube influencer, remembers CZ's prediction the Bitcoin would reach $10 million per coin. Pay attention. JV referred to a statement in the video uploaded on YouTube where he analyzed various aspects of the Bitcoin market development. JV looked back at CZ's Bitcoin prediction while analyzing the Binance CEO's recent Twitter comments. And in a Q&A session on July 5th, CZ addressed several of those issues, including Binance's reaction to the ongoing regulatory scrutiny. He also spoke about the rising interest of institutional investors in cryptocurrencies and the proposed infamous BlackRock ETF. Let's go. CZ made the $10 million Bitcoin price prediction back in 2021. This was at the end of September, following MicroStrategy's announcement of allocating Bitcoin for their corporate strategy. And they went on to become the first publicly traded company to do so. That's why I remember that took place in September of 2021. Now, CZ based his analysis on the possibility of several corporate companies like MicroStrategy across the world allocating just 1% of their corporate treasury into Bitcoin. And according to CZ, that would lead to a 1,000x price growth in the value of the flagship 
cryptocurrency. So let's run the math right there. Help me bring out a calculator. We'll do it together. Here we go. Uh, so the Bitcoin price was trading uh, just north of $60,000 since the end of September of 2021. 1,000 X times $60,000 is $60 million per Bitcoin. Let that sink in. I hope CZ's right <laughs> for all of our sakes. Wouldn't that be freaking incredible to say the least? Anyway, I highlighted CZ's welcoming approach to institutional investors and the Bitcoin ecosystem. CZ noted the advantages of traditional finance firms bringing to the crypto industry despite concerns about their intentions clashing with Bitcoin's decentralized nature. And according to JV, CZ identified the two key factors driving the Binance strategy for the next 18 months. They include, and it's still in play fam, the upcoming Bitcoin having event and the growing interest of institutional investors in the crypto industry, which we're seeing materialize in the form of spot Bitcoin ETF applications on the cusp of being approved by the SEC. He noted that both factors would lead to Binance bracing up for higher trading volumes. Now, as we know, the Bitcoin community expects the next have an event to take place in less than six months. What's your thoughts surrounding his $10 million as well as $60 million Bitcoin price prediction, meaning the Bitcoin price growing another 1,000x from the time he made that prediction back in September of 2021 when Bitcoin was trading just north of $60,000. Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL!